I had an interesting topic. Maybe uh, we'll fill the rabbi in if, if and when he joins us. Um, so I like to call it the, uh, like the off button that we have for our responsibilities or our love. I guess a different way to put it is um, whatever gets in the way of our unconditional uh, love or our unconditional commitments like trying to figure out what those conditions are and maybe trying to see if there's something that we could do about it, should do about it. So uh, one way that I thought it might be helpful to approach it is let's say if we're thinking about, you know, some of our close relationships and we're trying to think about what we would do for our parents, our wives, our kids, our close friends. Uh, Shalom, Rabbi. Rabbi? Oh, he's coming. Sorry, I'm late. Oh, okay, perfect timing. Good to see you. Thanks for joining us. Yes, great to be here. Oh, nice crowd. Okay. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, yes. I thought that maybe an interesting topic would be to try to figure out um, if we look at our close relationships, our relationships with our spouses, our parents, our children, friends, and if we maybe think about, you know, both extremes, like one extreme of like what a person would sometimes be ready to do for their children, for their spouse, for their parents, for close friends. I guess, you know, at times, you know, parents will if they have children who are not feeling well, who need a lot of help. So there's no time, money, or energy that we would hold back from trying to do for them. But maybe to try to also see the contrast that sometimes, you know, when our kids, you know, drop a few pieces of Lego on the floor and we have a hard time having the commitment to be the one to pick them up, you know, instead of, uh, you know, making sure that they recognize that it's their responsibility to try to like analyze, you know, maybe looking at like both extremes and to try to see like, like what's that? Like how do they fit together? How, like at times we might be super, super motivated and dedicated you know, with love and commitment and responsibility to go, you know, as far as we possibly, possibly can with like an infinite amount of, almost an infinite amount of commitment and care and concern. Yet at other times, like it seems that we're almost not willing to do anything, you know, for, you know, our children, our spouse, our friends, where seemingly it's really not such a big deal. But there might be uh, various things that uh, motivate us to either feel like it's appropriate to not help them, or we might feel like it might be a good conversation to have to try to analyze this. And it might be good for us to think in the way, maybe to take like any example of something Could that the I fighter wouldn't... pilot put it on mute, please? <laughs> Well, you missed. There was a great air show out here in uh, Nellis Air Force ba- Air Force Base. You know they put on the craziest aviation show today. 
like the whole community went out and saw it. It was incredible. So there's some pretty cool fi fighter pilots out there in the country. But if we want to know, like, let's say we take anything that we're not willing to do for our kids, our spouses, you know, whether or not, whether you take an example, like, you know, Dad, could you pour me some orange juice? And, like, our feeling is, like, go get it yourself. Or if it's, you know, someone spilling something on the floor and we feel like, you know, why should I be the one to clean it up? Like, you should clean it up. So maybe like anything that comes up, or let's say you take a, maybe a, a bigger type of example where you might hear a common kind of expression that I'll support my kids. Once they're 18, they're on their own. Like, it's not my job anymore. You know, which you know, may or may not be the right kind of thing to do depending on the situation. But maybe if we try to analyze and we take one of a few possibilities. If we don't want to, we don't need to. I mean, we're not responsible to. It's really hard for us. And even if I would want to and I'd be responsible to help, but it's really difficult to do it. Or like a possibility that it's not good for them for me to do it. Right, so those sound like four different types of options, and they're probably more than that, and each one of them probably could be broken down. But if we try to analyze all the things that might come up in our close relationships, I don't want to help. I don't need to help. It's not my job to help. It's hard for me, and even if I would want to, and it might be my responsibility to do it, but it's difficult. Or maybe it's not good for them, and it's not like a good idea for me to be helping. But I think any time that we decide in our mind that we're not going to help, it's probably good to go through this checklist try to ask ourselves, what's really going through my mind? So obviously the extreme, you know, what the Torah holds is responsible to do, even for a stranger, like, you know, and really to go to the end of the world as much as we can to try to help others, you know, to whatever extent that we possibly can. You know, that's like a really, really hard thing to do, to really love other people and to feel responsible, to do our best to emulate, you know, the ways of Hashem and to learn from people like Avram Avinu. So it's really, really hard to expect that for the random person. But let's say for, you know, the people who are close to us and to try to see people who, in a way, we do feel like I'd go to the end of the world to help them. Well, like, in certain scenarios, it seems like we'd be very hesitant to do almost anything, you know, even if it's a small little thing, but like there's certain types of things that we're more comfortable doing and certain types of things we're less comfortable doing. So that was the topic that I thought might be helpful to discuss. Um, anyone have any uh, thoughts to, uh, that come to your mind about the topic that you'd like to share? Feel free to do so. Anyone? I have one thing, maybe. Okay. Uh, it's, I guess more on the simplistic side of things, but I don't know that has to be very complicated. Um, why can't just say that, like, maybe two separate things. First of all, when there's, like, a bigger thing that comes up, so that kind of highlights the nature of your relationship with that person, and if they need some significant kind of help, so it kind of makes you re not not really evaluate on the right word, but it brings to the fore what makes you close to the person. You help them, you the world for them. But 
in this day-to-day life with people who just be annoying. And just because I care about you doesn't mean that you're not annoying me and you spill the Legos and I don't want to clean them up. But that's not a contradiction to me caring about you. Right. So if we take, you know, what Yehuda's saying, like it definitely sounds like that's a big part of it is sometimes we really would care and we really would want to help the other person a lot. Like we really, really do care about them and we, we really do feel responsible to help them. But just the day to day, you know, sometimes it's really hard to uh, not be annoyed, not be frustrated, not have all the million things that are on our minds, you know, taking the main focus you know, for, and maybe even if we do and feel responsible to help them, it's sometimes hard to implement that. But I think, let's say you take if we contrast two different like ways of approaching it in our minds, like one of them is the recognition that I'd go to the end of the world for this person. And I for sure would love to pick up the Legos if that makes their life easier. But, you know, right now it's hard. It's a long day. I'm tired. I'm interested. I imagine if that is on the forefront, the forefront of our minds, we'll probably react very differently than if what's on our minds is like, why should I do this? You're annoying. Like, why'd you do that again? Why couldn't you just be more careful? Why can't you just go get your drink yourself? It, the difference between it's hard for me to do it, but I really would love to, versus like, why should I? And why do I need to? Why would I want to? Why would I want to clean up your Legos when you were the one who spilled it? You know, thankfully I haven't had any major Lego trauma recently. So <laughs> I don't think this is an expression of a, uh, of a recent Lego trauma, but it comes up in all of our lives in our own kind of ways. So, but I think in a way when we clarify that, sometimes the way that we communicate it's not really honest and true to our real feelings. Like they may be, they might be our real feelings at the moment, because like you were just saying, our lack of focus at that moment really, all we're really thinking about is this mess is annoying. You know, the fact that you didn't do your homework on time is really annoying. The fact that, you know, I'm taking the responsibility for this thing at home you know, is really annoying. So when that is the only thing that's on our mind, what's going to come across is, like, I don't care about you. I just care about not being annoyed right now. And it's often hard to avoid that. A little extra perspective, you know, even if we don't end up taking the extra responsibility, and even if we don't end up doing it on our own, but the way that we'll communicate is really much more true to our real feelings. Like our real feelings are like, I would love to help you just right now. It's difficult for me or right now. I'm not right now. I'm not interested. As opposed to like, why should I be going to do this? So that's what I would refer to as maybe like one of the cutoff switches. Like one of the things that causes us to cut off, like what our true feelings are is sometimes like you just saying, like, so all we focus on is, you know, what's in front of me right now. What's Arif Lashenko right now is just, I don't want to be annoyed. I don't want to be frustrated. I don't want to deal with this. Let someone else figure this out. So when we contrast the Arif Lashenko for that compared to what we really do feel, it's really 
not really an accurate assessment for ourselves of what our feelings are. And what we're communicating is something that's very different than anything we would want to communicate. Like we wouldn't want to be communicating that why would I ever clean up your Lego for you? If hopefully what's really more true to our feelings is I would love to do that. Like, well, why should I do it? Well, maybe because I'm your dad and that's what dads like do. They help their kids. Even when the kids can help themselves, dads at times, you know, help their kids. Sometimes that cutoff switch is just a lack of focus. And it's usually probably more than one thing, but the lack of focus may be together with something else. But that perspective that really is not true to our feeling makes such a difference in our attitude and what we communicate to uh, to the other person in the relationship. So a little extra awareness sometimes helps like a lot. Okay, what else were you going to say, Yuda? It sounded like you had two things to share. I think really the two things. One was just that, yeah, you could get annoyed from the day-to-day you know, interacting with people. And I was saying that's not really really caring about them. Um, but also, I guess, that when the bigger things come up, and like you'll go to school for your kid or somebody that you care about, that's because what's happening, the situation that demands your help is highlighting to you why it is that you care about the person so much. And like, okay, the person really needs my help. So I'm going to go and Right. Okay, that definitely sounds accurate. So basically, if we get back to the question again, so like, how do we understand why at times in our close relationships, at times it might feel, might seem like we're ready to go to the end of the world to help someone? And like our, it would seem like our dedication and our love and our commitment is, would encourage us and motivate us to do things that are like almost superhuman or at least really bring out such a dedication to those that we care about. But like, but at times, like it seems like for certain types of things or certain types of situations, like that love, that commitment, that responsibility, like seems to almost go nowhere. And there are even relatively small things that we're not ready to do or even bigger things, but things that might objectively be hard to fit together with how much we really would seem to be committed and how much we would seem to care about someone else. Like, I guess one thing, like, to take the example of, you know, the common kind of mindset that my kid's going to be supported by me. When he gets to be 18, that's it. He's done. I'm not giving him anything more. It's his job. He should go work. And he's not getting another penny from me. So where does that kind of mindset generally come from? So what do you think? Like, I think it's a relatively common kind of mindset that uh, many uh, responsible, caring parents have. But uh, I think if we try to analyze it, like it might be somewhat helpful to, to understand. Like, I'm not saying that it's wrong. Like, it might be the right thing. Every, family situation is different. Like to judge and interpret what's right and wrong for someone else's situation. But like what might be behind that kind of mindset? 
it doesn't sound like the first 18 years were really being done with such gladness and happiness and joy. It sounds like those first 18 years were done as a responsibility, an obligation, not wanting to be a bad, uncaring, cruel-hearted, irresponsible parent. But once already I'm free from that crushing guilt, so then, you know, man, you're on your own. Because <laughs> I'm not going to be a bad guy that I don't support you now. You could get a job and you could work and, and, and no one can blame me, nor can I blame myself and consider myself to be cruel and heartless. Right on. At first glance, that sounds pretty harsh, Rabbi, no? Um, that's okay, if it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if people are essentially doing things largely not to be looked upon in a bad way and not to have to look at themselves in a bad way, as opposed to doing them with the real appreciation of how much good they are setting into motion and the, the beauty of it and the potential, you know, large scale bracha that can come from it. I mean, how many parents are looking at, you know, what they're giving to their child as setting in motion a, a fountain of bracha that could pour forth to who knows how many people and how many generations of people. They, they're not mm-hmm. thinking those terms. They're thinking, this is my kid. I got to take care of him. And right now, I don't feel like picking up the Legos. But looking at it as a labor of love. Yeah. So I think what you're saying like includes a few things, but like one of the things that, you know, comes to mind is that sometimes the fact that we're ready to do so much, you know, sometimes we might think it reflects something more significant than it really does. Like if you look at the two extremes, like the first, you know, Yehuda's perspective was that sometimes we care a lot more than we communicate. You know, that was like the first angle. Like when you look at the, how can we do both extremes? So it's because sometimes we really care a lot more, but we're not focused on it properly. What Rabbi Shmimin is saying is sometimes when you look at the opposite extreme and we might tell ourselves, you know, I would go to the end of the world to, to take care of my kid if they really needed me or for my spouse or my parents. And it might be true that we might work, you know, 12 hours a day to support our families. So doesn't that indicate, you know, how much I love and and how much I really care about them and how responsible I feel for them. So sometimes like we might overestimate how much we really are caring about them and how much we're embracing the responsibility in a positive kind of way. And sometimes, you know, when it gets to some of the more subtle decisions that we make in our lives, like it really reflects on, you know, how much of that 12 hour day, you know, work day really is coming from embracing you know, the responsibility that I love taking care of my family. I'm so happy to do it. I feel so um, proud and appreciative of the opportunity that I have to take care of my family. Like sometimes we could look at our actions or our dedication or our willingness to do extreme things. Like almost every parent probably would look in the mirror and say to themselves, of course I love my kids so much and I feel I embrace the responsibility so much. I would do anything for them. And, but when they describe that, what they really mean is that certain tangible, 
responsibilities they're ready to commit to. But like Rabbi Shmiman saying, you know, there's a lot of guilt involved, there's a lot of pressure involved, which doesn't necessarily negate the fact that they are willing to, we, they are, all of us, you know, to some extent are willing to do more in certain ways than that, which we really appreciate. And sometimes, you know, the real test comes out in the day-to-day experiences. The more we really are loving and embracing the responsibilities and the more we're loving our children and we want to be helping, it probably will come out even in the day-to-day annoyances. And sometimes we could use it as like a symptom to recognize if we see the symptoms within ourselves that we're getting a little too frustrated, you know, by some of the smaller details or by some of the bigger details and we're not feeling like, but I love them. I want to help them. Or I love my spouse. I'm ready to do so much. So like, why am I getting so annoyed? Why am I so hesitant to be so helpful at times? So some of it is, on one hand, is the lack of focus, but maybe some of it is we could use it as a recognition. Like, why am I so hesitant to try to help my kids even after they're 18? Can you hear the possibility that there's some things that we expect to come naturally and that may not be accurate? In other words, because we have that fundamental love, um, and of course, under really, you know, extreme situations, it really comes forth and we can really summon it and, and respond to it. But in the, daily, in the day-to-day, we might think that because I have that basic feeling, it's gonna, it should function naturally. And just we rely upon that without realizing that, no, there is that effort that's needed for those small things. And those small things are really very important. The patience that I show, the affection that I show, the, the little, you know, interactions that are not extreme situations, that are not heroic, but nevertheless, they, they contribute a lot. They're like those drops on the rock that all contribute to finally cracking through. They, uh, they should not be overlooked. They should not be just left to coming naturally when sometimes it doesn't. Right, that's for sure. So it sounds like that's one of the maybe causes for this uh, kind of challenge. You know, if we look at both sides and we see that sometimes maybe it is helpful as a parent, as a husband, as a child, as a friend, to not take our relationship for granted and sometimes not to fall into the trap of, I know that I do so much for them. That probably means that I care about them enough. And really maybe to try to work on it more and which could help us be sensitive more to the day-to-day like occurrences. And so that's, that sounds like one, one area that I thought was helpful. Like when we look at sometimes maybe we overestimate how good we're of a job that we're doing in our relationships. And sometimes it's good to recognize that, that the fact that's, and we can see it at times from, you know, where the day-to-day occurrences, maybe we are getting very frustrated and we are not willing to do a lot of things, you know, that maybe are really not, that theoretically we really can be doing more of. You know, if we stop and recognize, you know, maybe I should realize that even though I do so much in certain ways, maybe there are significant areas that I could be a lot better in. And I think from the other end, 
you know, the recognition that at times when we look at those small type or when we look at what we are not willing to do and we try to analyze them more carefully and we ask ourselves, why am I not willing to do this? A lot of times we really do love the other person enough. We do feel responsible enough to really be helpful to them. But if it's certain kinds of things that get in the way, like I look at it as like we have like a reservoir very often of love and of dedication that we have to our kids, our spouses, our parents, our friends. A lot of times we have a very powerful asset that we have on our side that we do love them, we do care about them, and we would be ready to do so much for them. But a lot of times there's like this dam in the way that, uh, you know, that shuts the door. And I think just some of the things that came to my mind of the things that keep the door shut are either like Yehuda's saying, like a lack of focus, where it's just, you know, coming home after a long day, being annoyed, and just something else comes up. We're, we're not thinking in terms of, do I love you enough to help you in this situation? Or say, instead, we might think, you know, why should I do this? It's just annoying to me. Or if we think about certain things in the context of, let's say, how much we're ready to do to, it's just one example, but the one we were using before about supporting our kids after a certain time. Like, well, why should I help him? Let him help himself. It's very good. It's very easy to get into the mindset that it's not good for them, you know, for me to help them in that scenario. And there's a lot of truth to that. Like, why should I help them clean their room? They got to learn it on their own. And there's a lot of truth to that and how to balance it. Every family probably has to make their own decisions. But it's very easy to hide behind a lot of these types of um, attitudes. They're like, why should I do it? He could do it. I have to teach him how to become more independent. And that's true. But if our attitude comes across, you know, if what we focus on is, of course, I would want to help you clean your room. And maybe I should. But even if I shouldn't, because maybe it's a good thing for you to do it on your own, or maybe I'm, I'm tired, I'm not interested, and it's too hard for me. Or, But of course, in a way, I would want to. You know, it, it would come across so differently, like when we communicate in that kind of fashion. Like, well, why should I help you clean your room? It's your room. Yeah, well, aren't you my dad? Like, don't you care about me? So often the truth is I do, but it's hard. I don't know. I'm not interested. Like, it's too hard for me. Of course I love you and care about you. And if things were a little different, I would help you do it. Or even if I've decided, you know what, it's not really good for you. Or if you forgot uh, to bring something to school and you really need it and you're calling me, like, should I schlep it to school for you? Well, well, you got to learn to not forget. You know, it might be our initial reaction, which might communicate that, like, if you forget, that's none of my business. So, but aren't you my dad? Don't you want me to be happy? So what should we say? So either we should do it, if we can, if it's not annoying and we have time. And, but even if we decide not to do it, whether or not we really do want to teach them that it's, you know, responsibility, or even if we don't have time and we can't, or if we just don't want to, you know, if we can communicate, you know, of course, you know, I feel really bad that you don't have what you need, you know, today, but you know what, it's really hard for me to do it today. You know, so like, I really feel bad that I'm not going to do it, you know, which is a very 
which is probably accurate, but it's a much better um, message than, you know, you forgot it. Why should I do it? Well, it's, and it's really much more true to our inner feelings because our inner feelings really often are that I would do a lot to make my child happy. I would do a lot to make my wife happy. I would do a lot to make my parents happy. But I think we have, there's a lot of learned cutoff switches, you know, that might come from, you know, things that we've heard or come from the expectations of society or wherever they came from, which I think often these cutoff switches really don't accurately represent our true feelings. And the feelings that they do represent are very toxic. Like that kind of mindset that if you forgot it, that's your problem. You know, I think that's something that we've all heard very often. Or you, aren't aren't you these really defenses? Aren't, aren't they largely defenses? Like I'm afraid of feeling about myself that I'm a bad parent if I don't do everything that my child wants. So I have to justify it. But if, as you're describing, I could make that combination of I am a good parent, I do love you, I do care for you, but this situation is a little bit <laughs> above my ability right now. And we wouldn't need it so much. So we like, I think what you're saying is really the tool to be able to do it the right way, to recognize we do have the good feeling. We don't have to feel that we're no good if we don't comply with every request. Right. So I think what everyone is saying is so true. Like, let's say you take the college kind of example, where a lot of parents feel like, you know, it's, it's really hard for me. You know, once my kid's 18, it's going to be hard for me to have that commitment to really be supporting them. And maybe part of it is that it's really good for them to learn a certain independence. But I think if we go through this checklist and we try to analyze, do I want to help them? Often the answer is um, yes, to a large extent. Am I responsible to help them? Probably also to a large extent, if I'm capable of doing it, like, so they're still my child and I have a responsibility to do whatever I can to help them. Now, is it really hard for me to do it? That really probably depends on the scenario. And at times it is really hard. Is it good for them for me to be helping them? So that probably also depends on the scenario. But if we go through the checklist in our minds, the message is probably going to end up being much more accurate to our true feelings where I want to help you. I feel responsible to do whatever I can throughout your life and my life to help you. Now it's different as an adult than as a child and the more self-sufficient they are, obviously it changes. But if you need my help, like of course I would feel responsible to do what I can in an appropriate fashion. Is it hard for me? Maybe sometimes it's really hard and that's, why maybe I need to make this decision. Is it good for you? Maybe that also depends on the situation. But I think a lot of times we fall into some traps of just some of it based on defenses, some of it based on not really educating ourselves and understanding what our true feelings are and how they are appropriate to each given situation. And we'll fall into a lot of learned like perspectives that are not necessarily accurate and that could sometimes really give off a message that are really inappropriate. That's really inappropriate. Like I told my, I've heard this a number of times. I told my kid once he's 18, he's not my responsibility anymore. He's his own man. It's good for him. It's better for him. Where really, I think partially the 
you know, it is a defense, you know, it's hard for me. Like I'm not ready to commit myself to take care of him for the rest of his life when he could be more self-sufficient and maybe it is good for him. But that additional piece in the puzzle of, but I love you. And of course I'm always going to be there for you. And I wish I could help more. And, and at times I will be able to help more. So we won't shut the, you know, shut the dam, you know, to our feelings of, I want to help. I care about you. Where at times, you know, it could be such a closed door to the relationship where, you know, at that point, that's it. You don't, you don't count on me for anything anymore. It's all you. I think a different, like, you know, cutoff switch that we have that's probably mo- more common, you know, more common than annoyance and more common than just the mindset of, like, this is your job and you should do it on your own is if you present it one way, it could be chutzpah or if the other person in the relationship doesn't give us what we would want. So then it's very easy to get into that mindset. Well, if you don't give me what I want, why should I give you what you want? You know, which, you know, could sometimes be a very, very powerful and appropriate feeling. At times it could be, you know, a very like petty kind of feeling. But I think in both cases, it often doesn't really represent the whole situation. And a lot of times it's not really accurate to what our true feelings are or could be. Like if we think of, you know, starting with like a younger child, you know, once they get to the point where we think that they should be accountable for not for speaking in a certain kind of way, like if we think about how much we love them and care about them and would want their best interests to be the main thing that we're focused on, compared to how we treat them when they say something that nice to us. So it's very often a cutoff switch to all sense of love and responsibility. That if you speak to me like that, you don't deserve to be treated nicely. Or why would I treat you nicely if you speak to me like that? You know, which in a way, when you think of a five-year-old, you know, five-year-olds are pretty small. And, you know, when we, it probably doesn't take much of a focus to step back and think of it. That, you know what, they're five. I love them. I care about them. And I want to do the best for them, even when they're not speaking so nicely to me. It's certainly much harder as an adult you know, when there's an adult speaking that nicely to us or doing something that's hurtful to us, you know, it's much easier to have that cutoff switch that why should I be nice to you? And it's much harder to remove the cutoff switch, even if we try to be objective. Because like, if you're not nice to me, why should I be nice to you? If you don't do this for me, why should I do this for you? So we know from a Torah perspective, you know, the answer to that is, you know, certainly that's, it's our responsibility to do our best to be ni- as nice as possible, even when the other person isn't necessarily doing what we would expect from them. But even from our own personal, like relationship perspective, like why should I do this for you if you're not doing it for me? Like a lot of times we have the answer to that because I love you and I care about you and I want to be nice to you. Right now it's hard for me to do that because I feel insulted. I feel like taken advantage of. I feel like you're not doing your part. So that makes it hard for me. And maybe because it's hard for me, it's hard for me to not be um, either angry, upset, antagonistic, and not so ready to help. 
but it's a very, very different perspective that it's hard for me to do my part right now because of the way that I feel, as opposed to why would I want to? Or why would I feel responsible to? And if we look at it a little bit more objectively, I know the answer. I, want, I would want to, because overall, in the bigger context of the relationship, I love you. I care about you. I want to help you. And am I responsible to? Of course I am. I'm your, pa- I'm your parent. I'm your husband. I'm your s- child. And I'm responsible to be nice to you even when it's hard for me. I'm responsible to only do my best. And at times, it's very hard to do our best. But the perspective is just very different. So I guess my mindset that, I, that I'm trying to encourage is often if we go through this checklist, whenever we're having a certain attitude about not wanting to help, to go through the checklist, is it that we really don't want to? Do we not love the other, the other person enough to objectively really want to help? Do we really not love or care about the other person enough to feel responsible to help? Whereas it very often, it's really just very hard for us. And when it's a situation where we feel like it's not good for them to have us help out or in that situation, are we communicating, I want to, and I'm responsible to, but right now, you know, maybe it's not necessarily the best thing for me to be helping right now. Or maybe it is the best thing objectively for you, but it's hard for me. Or maybe I just don't feel like motivated enough right now, even though, of course, overall, I love you, but it's hard for me to feel motivated because I'm having a hard day, I'm having a hard week. So there are all kinds of things that could get in the way of our um, actually helping, but our perspective of it when we go through this checklist, I think is very, very, very different sometimes than it would be if we don't go go through the checklist. And a lot of our gut reactions are often not really accurate to what our feelings should are. And certainly the messages end up not being communicated in a helpful and productive way. Together with what Shmimin was saying also beforehand that a lot of them might be coming because of defensiveness, because of a lack of clarity in what we really do want, what we really do feel, why are we really not helping? And the other thing Rabbi Shmimin was saying is, if we do sometimes recognize a reality that, you know, maybe I am being so hesitant because I am not so confident in how much I really love them and feel like I should be responsible to help them. So then that's something that probably recognizing that can lead us to a little self-analysis of what do I want, what do I think about that? Is there something I should do to improve it? Maybe, you know, it's a much bigger relationship kind of uh, issue that I should try to work through. So um, those are some of my thoughts. And uh, again, the checklist is, do I not want to? Do I not need to? Is it hard for me? Is it not good for them? You know, I'm going through that checklist of any time I'm not ready to help someone, like what's the reason and what do I think about the reason that uh, is holding me back? Is that something I want to be holding me back? Is it something that truly should be holding me back? And sometimes we have so much more love and dedication and with a little bit of focus, we'll end up doing so much more in the relationship because we'll we'll open some of those doors that we've closed. You know, some of the doors we closed, like, why should I help you? And we'll answer it because I'm your dad. I want to help. 
I'm your husband. I want to help. Well, why should I help you when you're not doing this for me? Well, maybe it's hard for you to do this for me. And maybe I am upset at you for not doing that. But like, I care about you enough that we often have like a reservoir of commitment and a reservoir of love that really is often held back by certain perspectives that just get in the way where I'm not supposed to help you do these things. That's not what dads do. That's not what kids do. That's not what husbands do. And we ask ourselves, like, do we want to be held back by that? Like, or is it just something that maybe we're mimicking certain attitudes that we've learned from our societies and that recognition? Of course, I would want to do that. And just because you're not doing this for me doesn't mean that I shouldn't want to do it for you. Or maybe it's hard for me, but I'm ready to do it anyway. So I think a lot of times we can open those doors with a little self-reflection and really analyzing some of our reasons for not doing certain things that really objectively maybe we could be doing, maybe we should be doing. I'm sorry if it was a little esoteric because I didn't didn't really give too many like examples for it. I didn't really have them. I didn't think it through enough beforehand. But I think if we go through some examples in our own lives of things that we're not really ready to commit to doing for those in our close relationships, if we analyze them and try to think about what we think about them, we'll sometimes, I think, have our eyes opened and we'll see things a little differently. That's what I got. So uh, I appreciate everyone coming and joining and listening in and um, hopefully it was somewhat helpful. We have what to think about. Okay, thank you so much. Okay, be well. Okay. Thank you. All the best. Okay. Um